Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, United States. Good morning to our friends on the left coast. Good morning to our friends on the right coast. Good morning, North. Good morning, South. Good morning, Atlanta. Good morning, Daily Huddle. My name is Robin Stern, and with my host, Dr. Monica Ogando, we are bringing you the Thursday pillar of the Daily Huddle. We like to call it Spiritual Matters. The Daily Huddle is a growing tribe of passionate people who want to uplift humankind through their work and throughout their communities. We invite you to elevate the way you experience life through rich and inspiring conversations with today's thought leaders. Be prepared to challenge your views about leadership, health, money, spirituality, communication, and relationships. Welcome to The Daily Huddle. And today, oh man, you guys, get ready. It's coming. Doc, why don't you tell us what our question is today? You know, Robin, in the spirit of why waste time with small talk, spiritual matters is going to go right into the depths. And our question today is, what do you do when your soul is experiencing a dark night? Dark night, like, like, like a Batman, dark night, Batman? Not, that not with a K, not with a K. I've had this conversation before. This is more <laughs> like, you know, sometimes you have these moments in your life and sometimes it's not a moment. Sometimes it may be years. <laughs> sometimes it's, you know, a season of life. But there are times when you are deep in the valley and you're like, what in the world? Your, your, everything that you thought was right is somehow upside down. Everything that you thought was fair is somehow mm. full of injustices and you know, you question your reality, you question your purpose, you question um, the relationship or you question the job, et cetera. And, and it feels topsy-turvy. It feels like, is there even a God? Is there even reality? Is there even truth? Is there even fairness anymore? And so when all these things are up in the air, you, you do kind of experience a, a dark night of the soul. And it forces you to confront your assumptions, your preferences, your the things that you have hung on to. Sometimes we're attached to things that we don't even know that we're attached to and we're afraid to confront those. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Yeah, that's what Gio does for me. He makes me confront my assumptions. <laughs> He's good at that. And he really gets me, uh, gets me going. And that's one of the things I love about this group and this organization is they really challenge us. They really challenge us. And so hopefully we can do the same for others today. So um, do you have an example, Monica? Do you have something that you can point to? I mean, I know I have a few that are running around in my head that I could share, but yeah. as an example of, you know, what was a dark night that you might've dealt with? Well, you know, um, I think, but there's plenty, obviously. We, we've all experienced them. And, I, and one of the things that I know to be true in my own life is that the more dark nights that you have experienced, the humbler you are about life and the more grateful you are about it because you, you, can, you can appreciate the contrast. But one particular dark night for me was um, around the year 2014, everything was falling apart. Um, there were two business partnerships that ended. Um, this was coming off of a seven year period when I was really pushing my business to you know, the next level. It felt like a, a start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss, like the poem If says. And I was like, OK, we're rolling, we're rolling. And then 2014 was like, no, ma'am, not so fast. <laughs> we're going to have to do this again. And, you know, we ended some partnerships. There were some projects that fell through. Um, my best friend passed away. I mean, it was just like 
God, what? What? I thought I was doing well. I thought I earned my stripes. I thought I paid my dues. What is this? You know, and so it forced me to really get clear about what purpose it was that I said that I was fulfilling in the world um, and to surrender that purpose has iteration. And just like your purpose is something that is imprinted in your soul and you are a different human being when you're three years old or 33 years old or 63 years old, your purpose also has iterations. And and it forced me to reinvent myself in that way. And to make that change, turn that corner. Yeah, so um, we were we were studying last night in a meeting I was in, and uh, there's a there's a book like so obviously the only reference that I I really have I mean I've studied lots of different um, avenues for seeking that spiritual enlightenment but I, I'm a Christian so I have you know that is my basis of of knowledge my perspective and we were looking at the book of Ecclesiastes last mm-hmm. night which is meaningless everything's meaningless everything has no meaning. But the deeper reading of that is that he says everything you do under the sun, meaning in the natural, right? So, so we can be very, very distraught about what's going on in the natural, but depending on your foundation, depending on where you go in those dark nights can really bring a different perspective to what you're going through, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, and, and it was so funny that, you know, Ecclesiastes, we were discussing this last night and I was able to really make that connection that, that he keeps saying under the sun, like, and so he's comparing that to what's happening in the natural, right? Mm-hmm. And not mm-hmm. what's happening in the, in a different level. So I have some, I have some similar uh, situations, some stories that, that have, uh, that were really very instrumental and me finding that divine inspiration to looking to something other than my own strength and my own power to try and resolve the issues that I was going through. I don't know if y'all know it, but I went through a devastating divorce about 12, 13 years ago. It was, it was brutal there. My boy's mom and I were together for almost 25 years and, you know, you're running down the path, you're working the corporate ladder, you got the nice house and the cars and the kids are all healthy and everybody's doing their thing. And, you know, school's going on great. And I'm, I'm connected to the school because I work from home. So I, I, you know, I'm there all the time and life was just really great. And all of a sudden their mom said, nah, I want something else. And you want to talk about a dark night. You want to talk about throwing your whole world uh, upside down. I, she was everything to me. I mean, everything, like my whole world was her and these children. And suddenly that's been ripped out from underneath me. And in all 50 states, there is no law that says you have to stay married. If one person doesn't want to be married, there you go. That's the end of it. So um, so I can go through all kinds of stories about that. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I can relate to you as well with the uh, passing of the best friend. I had a very, very dear friend of mine who passed away in a tragic car accident years ago. Um, and what we do with that, right? What we do with, when we get to that dark place. So, uh, I have, so I have five bullet points. I have five bullet points. Oh, she came the list. <laughs> you, want to, you want the list? She came you know, list. it's funny because the first one, um, the first one is something that you mentioned earlier. You, you said that you're very grateful that Geo challenges your assumptions. <laughs> and that's step number one is challenge your assumptions. There are things that we hold is true that aren't necessarily true. The way you have it isn't necessarily the way that it is. That's just the way you have it. And and we have to tell the truth about that. That's step number two is tell the truth. 
many times the reason why we go through a dark night of the soul alone is because we are afraid to ask for help or we are ashamed to admit where we are or we are embarrassed how did we get here? How did I get to this point? I should know better. I sh- th- th- this shouldn't happen to me, et cetera. Right. And so you want to tell the truth about where you are. Um, and this follows to the next one, which is make requests, make powerful requests. And here's the thing about requests. They're not demands. They're not orders. They're not suggestions. You're literally asking for something. And when you're asking for something, the other person has three options. They can say yes. They can say no. Or they can counter offer with something else. I can't bring you lunch, but I'll bring you dinner. <laughs> I can't come today, but I'll come next week, right? And so that's a counter offer. And then the fourth one is be patient with the process. Mm. Be patient with yourself. I that's know tough. it's uncomfortable. I know it's painful. I know we want it to be over. Uh, this is something that harkens me back to, you know, Tara was saying that she was just getting home from the gym. And when I'm in the gym, when I'm building up that lactic acid, and I'm like, ah, I just want to get off of the squat because it hurts. Right. But it's like if the negative is as much powerful as the positive, when you're going up, the going down is just as powerful and it's probably even more impactful for building muscles. And it's the same way with the dark night of the soul. If you let it do what it's supposed to do, clearing things and and clarifying things and building your resilience, then you will end up stronger afterwards. You just have to be patient with the process. And then finally, the fifth one is um, when you are going through some level of mental or emotional injury, because that's sometimes what a dark night feels like. It feels like you've been injured at the spirit level or at the mental or emotional level. Then take care of the bare minimum at the physical. Sleep well, eat well, take care of yourself physically so that you can be available at the mental or the emotional level where the work is being done. Because if you have to worry about survival level physically, if you're not well fed or well rested, you're not well prepared to face the battle that's going on inside. Right. And that will kick your ass. Right. I mean, you can see that over and over again in people, um, you know, and, and it's really, you said it right there, you know, challenging assumptions. Um, I can tell you honestly, that up to that point in 24 years with my children's mother, that, that I was, uh, I, I thought I loved her. You know, I thought I was showing how I loved her. I thought I was doing what I was supposed to do as a father and a husband and, and, and a spouse and, you know, a best friend. And, and then, you know, something just comes out of left field and hits you with a baseball bat in the back of the head. And you realize, well, maybe I didn't have that down. Maybe I don't understand what that is. And I can tell you now, 12 years later, I have a much better concept of what love is than I did when my when my uh, my boy's mom and I were together prior to this. So you, you made a comment that if you allow it to do what it's meant to do, which brings the assumption that that these are our building places. These are, you know, these are critical times that we we must go through to become the whole human being that we are. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've heard said, you know, uh, nothing grows on the top of a mountain. You got snow and rocks and nothing grows there. But yeah. down in the valley where the dirt and the mud and the decaying, yeah. rotten, dead things are, 
that's where the rich soil is and that's where things grow, right? And so the comparison to our lives and where we're at in our lives is, you know, very obvious there. We, and we you know what, Robin, you, you did love her at, at the capacity where you were available. At the level I could, right. Yes, right, right. exactly. Because there is some, a lot of times we tend to question, challenge assumptions doesn't mean invalidate your experience. Sure, <laughs> right? sure. And so there are times it's like, yeah, you know what, when I was 15 and I was in love with, you know, the, the high school football guy, <laughs> number 60 on the varsity football team. Lord have mercy. I don't remember his name, but I remember the number. <laughs> oh my God, I thought I was going to love him forever. And, you know, at the time, that was my world, right? And then right. now, however many years later it's been, it's like, wow, the, the idea that I had about what it means to love someone and the definition that I had of forever back then, it's completely different than the one that I have today. You know what I mean? So... So give ourselves, that's just part of being patient and having grace with ourselves is understanding that, you know what, we did, it, may, it might have sucked. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying justify mediocrity either, <laughs> but yeah. I am saying it, we did the best that we knew how, and now that we know better, we can do better. Right. And I think that's the huge piece of it is learning from that. And that's what you said is you let it do what it's meant to do and learn from that so that you can become the best example of who you're supposed to be and, and, and growth through that and from that. And so a hundred percent, you know, I, I've had children that were sick and, and having to deal with the unknown of waiting for people at the hospital to do what they're supposed to do and uh, transporting them when I wasn't allowed to. And in the you know, middle of the night all over Atlanta you know, there's some real questioning going on then. Yeah. And, uh, and I will say now that whether it was for me or for him, my son has a much better perspective of what it means to love, what it means to be responsible, what it means to be the person in charge, no matter what the, the case, no matter what your tiredness is, no matter what your uh, cost is to you personally. Uh, overcoming those challenges makes you a better person mm -hmm. and and you know maybe not for this purpose but it makes other people see you in a different light right mm -hmm. so my, my children's mother now she you know she totally respects everything I am I raised our kids right mm -hmm. she was having her she had a really dark night right and went to some really really dark places and had to really you know find herself and reinvent herself but um, but she has a totally new respect for me now because she looks at our boys she looks at how it was handled and what we took from it, and she can see that there was positive that came out of it. So, um, so I think a perspective of having an understanding that, like you said, it doesn't have to be permanent, right? Mm -hmm. But it does have to do what it's meant to do. And there's a maturing, there's a growing, there's a, there's a ripping open, right? Seeds have to die and start rotting before they actually grow, right? Yes. So what do you think about that? It's compared to that dark night to being in the dirt. I do want to make one caveat about that, though, and uh -oh. that is that um, the, a dark night of the soul lasts as long as it lasts, and it doesn't have to last longer, unless, drum roll, please, unless you insert your resistance to it, and then it's going to last forever. <laughs> Round the mountain again. Round the mountain again. Round the mountain again. Moses was in the desert for 40 years when it could have just been an 11-day trip. Okay. <laughs> now, I'm not going to get into the metaphysics of the numbers and the symbology of all that, because that's another sermon for another Sunday. Yep, yep. But the point that I'm making is that an 11 day trip can turn into a 40 year Ooh. insufferable and ending journey. Ouch. 
Ouch. If we keep going back and forth and hesitating and resisting and yeah, but, and don't you know, and I can't believe it. And all of that stuff makes it last longer. If you just, if you allow yourself to go through the process with patience and with surrender, it doesn't have to last that long. Oh, it's and I so know hard. it sucks. I know it's painful. I know it's so hard. And, and the only way out is through. <laughs> we, right, we right, right. Caveat in there. <laughs> I, I heard a song the other day. It says, if you're going through hell, keep on moving. Right. It's you know not, what I mean? Why, <laughs> why, why have, why grab a seat and make a picnic? Come on. I think the, the end line of that is you, you might get out before the devil even knows your name. So <laughs> just keep going, man. <laughs> Pedal to the metal, keep rolling. So yeah, and that's and that's what we did. I mean, I had my times of calling up and screaming at my friends that would that would commiserate with me and blame everything on her, you know, and invent that out. And and then I'd have times of calling one of my sisters, who's a very Christian individual and very spiritual, who would tell me to just love her, just love her. And then you can't control it, just love her. And it it's gonna hurt you if you don't just go through the process and allow this to happen. So just love her. Remember why you married her. Remember what got you here and continue on that path, no matter what the other person's doing. And I think that's a great, uh, a great lesson for somebody going through that is to just continue on the path that you know you're supposed to be on, no matter what that side swipe is coming in at you. Uh, I watch NASCAR racing and they're two by two at the, you know, Talladega Motor Speedway doing 196 miles an hour and one little whoop and, you know, the guy's into you and then they're all angry and, and, you know, screaming at each other and throwing their helmets at each other. But you know what? It's just the process, right? You're, you're going to be on that podium one day. Today wasn't your day. Um, but any little thing can, can cause that to happen. So don't destroy yourself. Don't destroy others. Roll through the process and learn from it. So, um, wow, that's good stuff right there, Monica. So um, any last things you want to say about this? Like, how, how about how do we get out of it? How do we, you know, how do we patiently sit and deal with this pain or this frustration or whatever until we can get through it and see daylight? Well, I mean, I think that's part of telling the truth is, is acknowledging where you are and then acknowledging what you're creating. There's when you're in the throes of a breakdown, right? When you are in the throes of like what you were saying in terms of like, ah, I can't believe it. When you're in emotional high alert, reason can't get through. So we can just say, well, you know, and what do you wish to create? And you could just be all hidey-toity and high and mighty and, and the whole spiritual whatever. And your reptilian brain is looking at you like, if you don't shut up. <laughs> right? well, you want to just be where you are, acknowledge where you are, and understand that where you are is not the truth with a capital cosmic T. <laughs> you know, this is just the experience I'm having. And so that gives it a little bit of perspective. That's kind of like the peek in the door that it's like, I can get out of this room. This isn't my permanent address. Gotcha. And, and that's part that's part of telling the truth about it. And then making requests could be, I just need you to listen to me. Or I need you to give me some, I, I need to not murder somebody today. Give me some speech, quote me some Bible. I mean, you need to give me something, you know, or I need some soup or I need some sleep or that's part of making requests, you know. So understanding and being patient with that process will ha allow you to navigate it with as much grace as is available given the circumstances. Yeah. 
it's funny that you said that uh, I need to not kill somebody today because that 100%, that was my struggle. I, I, you know, I'm a Marine, I'm a father, I have children, I want to protect them. And now the person, Gio. Yeah. Joe. Okay. Yeah. I have a comment. Go ahead. I have a comment. Thank you. Um, I just, there was, there's something I want, um, a question for Monica that was something that you were pointing to that I thought I wanted to hear a little bit more of where you were going to go. Mm -hmm. You said, um, and, and, and Robin, you were creating the question for it, but you said it doesn't have to last as long as it does unless you resist it. Mm -hmm. And and I, it was kind of brushed off in the conversation, and you guys went somewhere else. But I think there's there's something really profound about that. That you know, I I and many of us can probably take a second look at what you were pointing to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think we waste a lot of energy which then of course translates into resources and time and, and opportunities, thinking about that I shouldn't be here, that I know better, or I've been through this already, or you know, um, these kinds of things happen to other people, they don't happen to me, and et cetera, et cetera. And, and we are mad at the randomness of some of the things that we have to go through or that we find ourselves in. And that, and that resistance uh, like kind of like fighting with what is when you're spending your attention, your energy, your emotional um, fortitude fighting what is, you're not available to create what could be. And you're not available to dispel whatever, whatever what is is teaching you. There are some times that what is, for example, my, my sister's six year battle with taking care of her husband until he lost his battle with ALS. He recently died in August. And so there was a lot of like, why is this happening? We were a young family, you know, we got married and we had these promises of this life that we were going to live together. Why is he getting this random disease? And why do I have to be his caretaker instead of his wife? And da, 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 da. And a lot of it was uh, renewing her faith in people. She had lost a lot of, she's become hyper independent because being codependent or interdependent was a, a, a signature for disappointment. Like I, I can't rely on people. So she became hyper independent and having to ask people for help allowed her to see, you know what? People want to help you. It is our honor to support you. You have a wrong assumption about not wanting people because they disappoint you, but that wouldn't have been available any other way until it was like, I have to ask for help. I literally cannot do this alone. And so the resistance of it creates additional pain that you just don't have to go through. That's good stuff right there. That's good. Yeah, stuff. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. 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 And, and I think uh, like I was starting to say that, you know, there was times I was going through this mess that that and you said, I just don't let me kill somebody today. I can remember cutting my my yard and, and just in my head going, this this is impossible. This is interminable. I can't stand this. I can't handle this. And at some point realizing I couldn't handle it. And I couldn't stop it and I couldn't do anything about it except reach for that higher power, reach for that divine 
that divine source that gave me the ability to say, I'll get through this no matter what. But I had to ask, please don't let me get my gun and go kill somebody today because I was ready. I mean, I was to the limit. Eternal words of Ice Cube. I didn't have to use my AK. Today was a good day. There you go. (laughs) You know what? I love that. I I love it. I'm printing that on on a T-shirt. Today's a good day. I I haven't heard that. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I I do have a question for both of you. Uh, As you're speaking about the dark night of my soul going through a dark night, I can't help but to hear you connecting that directly to just. And I don't want to dismiss human suffering. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. But I can't help to hear in your speaking that what you're calling a dark night of the soul is the suffering that we go through, mm-hmm. the disappointments we experience and all of that. So I'm wondering, beyond my suffering, beyond my disappointment in life, is there truly a dark night? No, other than just my own suffering. I mean, I think I think an argument can be made that we go through collective dark nights of the soul as a civilization, as a culture, Do it right now, right? <laughs> as a culture, et cetera. And I think um, that's why step one is challenging assumptions is so important because, like, like right now, even with the conflict that's happening in Ukraine, those kinds of conflicts have been happening um, in other countries. For many, many years, some of them, and I'm going to say something unpopular, initiated and, and uh, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Initiated and instigated by the United States. And so when we um, see how this is a perfect example of getting a bigger, a macro lesson and applying it individually, when you see out there that it's like sometimes there's somebody else's suffering that I don't connect to because I don't relate to this person because I don't see their humanity because I don't think that they are like me. And I only recognize people's humanity or people's suffering when I relate to them. That's an assumption that we live out of. And then they begets the question, well, how can I be empathetic to all human beings and not just the ones I like, not just the ones I agree with, not just the ones that look like me? Right. And so that's part of what allows us to move through dark night of the souls collectively when we can challenge those assumptions in that way and and confront our own truth in that way. Does that answer your question, Sorrel? Yeah, it does. And it also opens up for me something even darker is that in going through either collective suffering, collective things like that, uh, the dark night of the soul I face sometime is that. When that's happening, I lose my own faith and my connection mm-hmm. to the divine. Mm-hmm. And that's really dark for me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I had a mentor, um, I had a mentor say to me, when in doubt, focus out. And what I make up about that is that when I lose my footing in that way, Sorel, the way that I find the divine is in my relationship to other people. When I isolate, it's easier to support the assumption that I'm disconnected from the divine. But when I'm in relationship with other people, I can see somebody's innocence. I can see somebody's devotion, abnegation. I can see their humor. I can see their humility. I can see their beauty. I can see their talent. It's like, you know what? God is still here. And it's it's a, uh, a balm to my soul in that way. It doesn't take the problem away, 
but it makes it more, uh, it makes me stronger to be able to deal with it. Thank you. Here you go. What did Gio call that? Dis, dis, disabuse. Disabuse. Oh, disabuse yourself of the notion. Of there it is. There it is. That's the word. That fits, right? That fits. Connected it in my being there today. So, all right, great. All right, folks. That's our show today. Dr. Monica Agondo, I appreciate you. I love all you guys. Have an amazing day. Go out there and change the world. At The Daily Huddle, we agree that the best way to kick off the day is to adhere to Patty Dabrowski's seven principles for having a happy body, sexy skin, a laughing spirit, and a rewarding life. Give. Give of your time, your full attention, and of your unique talents. Move. Move your body to keep it feeling energized and alive. Eat mostly plants. Plants are the purest fuel to help you reach your full potential each day. Sleep. Sleep is how the body repairs itself and readies us to give us our best every day. Stress less. According to John Perkins, stress is just a problem without a solution. Choose your solution and dismiss the stress. Laugh, laugh out loud. From your belly to your chest and with your head tossed back, you will fire up your endorphins and bring more energy to everyone around you. Love, most of all love. With your words, your thoughts, your actions, Power them with love and watch the way you experience life elevate to all it can be. We thank you for joining us on The Daily Huddle. We are a growing tribe of passionate professionals seeking to inspire a new generation of leaders. Until next time, go out and share your unique ability to impact the world. See you next time.